what's the difference between a pre-tax traditional IRA and a Roth IRA? It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Restoring order to your financial chaos. Retirement, investing, taxes. You've got financial questions, he's got financial answers. It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Hey, Money Guy family, it's your host, Brian Preston, sitting here with Mr. Bo Hansen, going beyond common sense to make sure every dollar you have goes just that much further. And this is one I got to catch them quick, Bo, because a lot of people are going to hear that intro and be like, difference between a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA, this is foundational. I know this already. Stay there. Stay. I know we we attract very analytical, very smart do-it-yourselfers. Don't leave because before this is all over, we're going to share some advanced skills that you need to hang in there with us because a lot of you might think you understand all the ins and outs of the difference between a traditional and a Roth IRA, but I think even these foundational episodes can really help, you know, basically back up and affirm stuff you already know, but it also can go you a little bit deeper on a little nugget that you might not have even realized about this subject matter. How long has the uh, Money Guy show been going on, Brian? Since 2006. I can't think in my mind since 2006 of a show that we have just dedicated solely to this topic. Can you? No, and that's something I think that's what's good about the YouTube channel because we we have, because we do now have, uh, let's just say it, we have a media empire. You know, we are building, I I just came up with that on this, but we are building, so it's not, no longer, we're not just a podcast. We are a show because there is multiple media formats, but it does allow us to come back and think about things that we take for granted that everybody knows, but we know out there because of search terms and other things that YouTube is going to look at this a little bit differently. So we want to come back and I think our listeners will will appreciate Mm -hmm. this as well. By the way, if you're new to the family, we're picking up thousands of new people on the YouTube platforms as well as iTunes, Stitcher, as well as wherever else you're digesting this this media format. Um, go to moneyguy.com. Go to aboundwealth.com. See what we do in our day jobs. See who we are. Um, and I think the first thing that always makes me feel so good is when you guys actually connect with us because we do work with clients in well over, the well, I'll just say the majority of the yeah, country. Yeah. You guys are shocked that this really is how we are. I mean, we, this is the way we are nerdy this way on the show. We are nerdy this way in life in as cool as a way possible. See, I thought you were going to say we're cool on the show or cool in real life. You went the other That's way. That's what you it. think about <laughs> things. But, um, so let, let's kind of jump into this thing because you hear IRAs. Uh-huh. IRAs stand for individual retirement account. Check. That's easy. Okay. And these things are somewhat similar in some aspects. You can contribute $5,500 a year. If you're 50 or over, you get an extra $1,000 catch-up, so you could do up to $6,500 a year. Um, But there are some differences. Those are the kind of the similarities. Let's talk about the differences. First, Roth IRA. When you hear the word Roth... They get excited a little bit. I do want you to get excited because nobody likes paying taxes. Right. And and one of my favorite things about what we do for a living is there's this little concept that's really powerful. It's called compounding interest. And what you guys, anybody who's under 40 years of age, who's lucky enough to be digesting this content, realize by the time you retire, there's a good chance like 80 plus percent of your account value at retirement 
very well could be coming from the growth of the account. Not, not the money that you put no, into not, it. No, that, that's probably going to be 10, 20% of yep. the money. The other 80 is going to be from that beautiful, magical concept of compounding growth. Letting that money work for you sure. instead of you working with your back, your hands, and your brain. So the cool thing about compounding interest is that if you can make it tax-free... Uncle never gets his hands right. on this. So that's why we love Roth IRAs because they grow tax-free. They maximize compounding interest. Traditional IRAs, they're a little different. They give you the potential for a tax deduction. Maybe. Not for sure. It all depends upon if you have a retirement plan at work. It also depends upon your income. Right. But you maybe get a tax deduction. But for sure, you'll get what's called tax-deferred growth, meaning whatever you put in, the government's not going to pick on you. They're not going to nitpick your interest income. They're not going to nitpick the capital appreciation. Right. Not going to nitpick the dividends. But when you reach 70 and a half, they're going to stick their hand out and say, where's my cut? They're going to start taking, make, requiring you to take minimum distributions. It's, um, tax deferred growth. There's a big difference between tax deferred versus tax free. Even if you hit 59 and a half and you just need the money to start paying for living expenses, they're not going to let you pull it out tax free. You have to pay income on it when you pull it out. It, it, it is crazy. So I, I went around the office. This is how nerdy we are. We, you know, we, we're here to bound wealth. This we, is how cool we are is what he meant to say. Well, I, my, my wife let me know that nerdy is cool, by the way. Oh, okay. Maybe well, she said that to make me feel better about myself, but she tells me that nerdy is now cool. So I think they're let's, synonymous yeah, when you say that. that nerdy let's, and cool are the same thing. Let's, do, let's go with that. But I, I, nerdy cool self, went around the office and asked all of our employees this question. Okay. And I think you were on the phone. That's why you weren't involved okay, in Because I, I don't remember that. I said, which is more important, tax-free growth or tax deduction? Which is more valuable, tax deduction or tax-free growth? You can reverse them. Well, I know the answer. So you have an answer. I have an answer. I was actually surprised and excited. Everybody on the team chose the same thing. What do you think they chose? Tax-free growth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and tax-free growth is more powerful because here's why. As I mentioned earlier, there's a multiplier effect from having tax-free growth. You put in $5,500. There is a good chance by retirement. It might be worth $50,000. Yeah. So there's a multiplier effect that goes on with tax-free growth. There's also, we are at historically low tax rates. I don't know if you guys were paying attention, but in December of 2017, they kind of changed the tax law. So tax rates are historically low right That's now. Right. So let's go ahead and take advantage of the super low rates now and then not have that question mark for what tax rates will be sure. in the future. And then we love this thing. We call It's a terminology we call tax diversification. You're like, tax diversification? Where have I ever heard that? You know, we all hear about asset allocation because sure. you have to diversify your assets. We think you need to diversify how your accounts are structured, like whether you have after-tax money, that's right. your, your traditional individual or joint savings sure. account. Tax-deferred, that's your 401k at work. Um, and then you have tax-free, which is your Roth assets. We like tax diversification because say you're one of these fire people and you're going to retire early. Yep. You retire at 50 years of age and you don't have, and you have multiple choices, whether you have, you know, tax deferred, tax free or joint. You don't, you kind of determine how you want to pay taxes. That's right. Because you can live off either the after tax or the tax free assets yep. and keep your taxes as low as possible. So we love the fact that when you have tax diversification, you control your tax fate, plus you're going to naturally get some tax-deferred growth just through those employer right. plans. And then here's the thing that 
Gabe brought up. One of our associates brought this up. Because you the question now. I'm still, I'm on pins and needles, again, because I know the answer about which one's better. Yeah, it's, it definitely, tax-free growth is more powerful than tax deduction. Okay. And Gabe had a great point. Because remember, when you were a Roth IRA or a, or a traditional IRA, they both have a $5,500 limit on what you can contribute. Sure. But remember, the 5500 in the Roth, the only way the traditional even has a fighting chance is if you do, by chance, meet all the criteria and get a tax deduction, sure. and you invest the tax deduction too. Otherwise, it's not even a fair fight. That's right. Because tax-free trumps tax-deferred. So um, <laughs> the only way that you know you can even... You gotta take that tax deduction, add it to the 5500, and still the Roth is probably gonna beat it in the long term. So, I wanted to go even deeper with the key differences between the traditional and the Roth IRA before we get into the advanced planning strategies. Okay. So, the first thing, one of these guys has an income discrimination. That is true. Yeah, Roth IRA say if you make over a certain amount of money, you can't do them anymore. That's how you know these things are good. When things are really good, the government puts a, an income limit on it. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I really is. Think about all the things out there. You make too much, we're going to take away that credit. Yeah, you make yeah. too much, we're going to take away that deduction. Right. You make too much, no tax-free growth for you. <laughs> so that's how you know income discrimination, Roth IRA, your income gets too high. And that number in 2018, by the way, is 189000 to 199000 for a married couple. You no longer, once you get over, you don't get to make those contributions unless you know about this concept code. Backdoor Roth IRAs. We'll get to that in advanced concepts, but we'll keep it. Let's keep it on the down low until we get to get to that section. All right. So we got income discrimination. Any other kinds of discrimination? Oh yeah, we got age discrimination. That just sounds dirty that saying sounds it. Bad. Age yeah. discrimination. Here's the thing: your traditional IRAs, you get to seventy and a half, and you're still working. Because remember, both of these require you to have earned income, meaning you have to actually go and have some type of wages right. or self-employment income to even be able to contribute to these accounts. But you get to seventy and a half. And the guys at the traditional IRA store are going to be like, no more for you. You're 70 and a half. They're going to discriminate against you. Whereas that Roth IRA is going to go, come on in, keep contributing, keep getting that tax def- tax free growth. If you know, so there's no age discrimination with that Roth IRA. So All keep right. that going. And then here's the other one, required minimum distributions. Yep, we talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Required minimum distributions. And I'm just going to keep on with my analogies because I'm kind of on a roll here. Traditional IRAs have what I call a Cinderella clause. Oh, okay. They turn into turn into pumpkins, it sounds Yeah, like. no, no, no. That's exactly right. So that carriage, it's 70 and a half, you know, because you have a fairy godmother that says, you know, we're going to let this all be tax deferred, meaning your assets keep getting to grow, no taxes, they're not going to mess with you, until you reach 70 and a half, the clock hits the top, and then all of a sudden... The, the carriage turns into a pumpkin and you have to start paying taxes. So that is, um, you know, I don't, it's a Cinderella clause. Yep. Whereas the Roth, guess what happens at 70 and a half? Keeps on going. You push the accelerator and tell the government you're still not getting my money. So it's Cinderella versus the Energizer Bunner. Bunny. Is that what I heard? Yeah. That's you rock I heard. and roll. Well, I think it's just... more of a rock and roll thing. I, oh, I get okay. this vision of Sammy Hagar when he got to 70 and a half. He just hits the accelerator <laughs> and says, I can't drive 55. So that's a, you know, it's just a little different. And then number four, as we close this out, is distributions. Okay. You know, there's always this thing. We've done an entire show on how do you get access to your retirement accounts before you're 59 and a half. Right. That's the magical age, if you don't, if you didn't know, with IRAs, that once you reach 59 and a half, you get access to your retirement accounts and your only obligation with traditional 401ks and IRAs, you got to pay income taxes, right. but there's no penalties. With a traditional IRA, you're always going to have to pay income taxes. 
And if you're under 59 and a half and don't reach some of their special criteria we've covered in other podcast episodes or Money Guy shows, you might have a 10% early withdrawal penalty. Roth IRAs? Nope. You get to pull out your initial investment. You don't get to pull out the growth, but you do get to pull out your initial investment tax-free. That's, That's right. pretty powerful. That's really I mean, powerful. I tried not to do it, but Roth IRAs kind of kick kick in. You know, they really do a good job compared to the traditional IRA. They are good. Yeah, now, but now it's not, and I, this is an important disclaimer, it's not a one-size-fits-all. It's not a, always true. better because there are certain stuff. Because how often do we see this? And this is going to be a beautiful segue. You're going to think I planned it, but this just works <laughs> this way. How often do we see one of our clients or one of our prospects, a high-income individual making really great income, and all of a sudden their company starts offering a Roth 401k? And because they've heard us talk in the past about how amazing Roths are and how valuable those assets are, the very first thing they do is they go switch all of their contributions to be Roth uh, 401k contributions. How often do we see that? So this is getting into the advanced, advanced planning did you stage. See that I, I do like did you how you transition. So it just so happens I have a handy dandy for my audio listeners. I'll make it make a sound for you. Um, looking at the new 2018 tax rates, because here's the thing: most places will never give you the divisor of when you probably should consider doing Roth versus traditional. On when is the tax deduction? Because there does come a point that you have to say to yourself: Do I really want to pay? 37% income taxes right. right now. No, I'd probably rather get the tax deduction now so that when I retire, hopefully I want to be on a lower income tax state because, you know, I'm going to hopefully have that tax diversification, be able to really manipulate what my income looks like in retirement. Whereas while you're in your maximum peak earning years, you might just be, have to pay a lot of taxes. Yeah, tax so, deduction. so here's the, the, the thing we tell people. And it used to be, 25%. But, you know, we got a new tax rate. We now have 24%. Adjusted, yeah. It's 22 and 24. This one was a hard one, though, uh-huh. because the 25 actually became the 22% right. rate. And then the one that was that was 28 has moved down to 24%. Mm-hmm. So I, I really struggled on this one. Here's here's the, the, the definitive answers I will give you. If your income is below... $77,000. Now, and when you say income, you're talking about taxable income. Taxable income. So your, after all your deductions, yeah. you know, that means anything, the next dollar, um, really it's between 77, everybody under 77, I think it's a no-brainer because that's people that are in the 12% tax sure. bracket. Do the Roth. I mean, yep. you're not paying, when you're paying 12% taxes, that's pretty low historically. Sure. So take advantage of that. Do the Roth, whether it's the Roth 401k, Roth 403b. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get above seventy-seven thousand four hundred for a married couple, all the way up to one hundred sixty-five thousand, you're now in the twenty-two percent bracket. Still, historically, a very low. good yeah. um, low tax rate. I still think it makes if you think that your income is going to be in that range. I think it's still okay to consider the Roth option right. because twenty-two percent is very reasonable. Here's the part where I struggle with it. Is between one sixty-five to three hundred fifteen thousand for a married couple is a twenty-four percent bracket. Yeah. That's still kind of historically low, right? So I think that you got to now. The only cautionary I tell you is look at your itemized deductions, look at your you know state income taxes. That kind of needs to be your deciding factor of what pushes the the pendulum sure. one way or the other. But easily, people who are under one hundred sixty-five thousand who are twenty-two percent or lower on their tax bracket. 
Roth, uh, Roth can really can be powerful yeah. because it's tax-free. Um, since you put me on the hot seat, I'll turn around and give you an advanced concept to talk about. Okay. Kind of explain what a, when we say the word backdoor Roth IRA, what do we, what do we mean by that? Yeah, so we already talked about it. If you're someone who makes over a certain amount of income, the government says, hey, you can't do Roth IRAs anymore. However, there was uh, some legislation that changed, it actually sunsetted back in 2010, that opened it up that now, folks, no matter what your income is, you can do what's called a Roth conversion. Well, so if you're someone who has your account set up where you don't have any other outside IRAs, so no SEP IRAs, simple IRAs, IRA rollover, those types of IRA accounts. As of the close of the previous tax year. As of 1231 of last year, then you're someone who could likely... Off, obviously consult with a financial advisor or tax prep professional. You're someone who likely could do a non-deductible traditional IRA contribution. And what you're doing, you're just saying, I'm going to put money into a traditional IRA. I'm not going to take a deduction for that, so it's going to stay after tax dollars. And then at some point in the future, I'm going to convert those dollars to Roth. Well, because that 55 or 6,500 if you're over 50 was after tax, when you go to convert it to Roth, you can do so completely tax-free. Now, here's the cautionary tale. There's a lot of moving parts in this. If you have any IRA mm-hmm. structures, don't do this without talking to somebody who sure. actually knows how to do this. Because I will also warn you that when we get tax notices, if clients are going to get a tax notice, it's typically on clients that have Roth backdoor Roth That's contributions right. that they do in these traditional IRA to conversions to Roth IRAs. The IRS gets really confused, so it's not uncommon that you have to write a letter clarifying what's going on and attach all the right forms. So it might make sense. You know us, guys. Here at The Money Guy, we want you to do as much of this on yourself and also to just flex of our nerd and how nerdy we are and our knowledge. Cool nerdy. This might be one of the things that you you probably want to get a second opinion on. Get somebody in your corner to help you out. That's probably a great way to kind of close out the show, Bo. So we do work with clients in the majority of the country. If you like what you hear, you like how our mindset towards money is, feel free to reach out. Go to moneyguy.com. Go to aboundwealth.com. We have contact pages for both of them. Have really good information on letting you see who we are. And I think you will be surprised that the guys you see on this show, both on YouTube, uh, out there in iTunes, and wherever else that you are consuming this media, We're the same guys. So check us out. I'm your host, Brian Preston. Really appreciate you listening to The Money Guy Show. The Money Guy podcast is hosted by Brian Preston. Brian Preston is a principal with Abound Wealth Management. Abound Wealth Management is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Security and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Abound Wealth Management does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Money Guy podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. (laughs) 